Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, amen. Praise God. Thank you in advance. And uh, this month we're raising money for our Convoy of Hope partnership, the uh, orphanage in Haiti, 200 kids, $10 a month per child. Uh, Janie and I do 10 kids a month. We encourage you, if you would, to please help us. We have to raise up $2,000 a month in order to be able to... Um, to help with that. And you know, we you know, we have a little guy here that runs a food truck. The coolest thing in the world, man. And so, you know, we want we want to support the food truck. So here's what we're going to do. At the end of this month, we'll take an offering for the food truck as well so that we can help uh, that ministry uh, also. Okay, isn't that cool? That's so good. Hey, no middle school today, by the way. Uh, but yeah, so listen, you can do your part. You can do your part if you can't, you know, don't, you don't have to start a food truck, but you can help out with the food truck. You, huh? He doesn't charge. Unbelievable. So then we really got to help him. We got to help him for sure. We're, we're going to commit. How many is going to commit to help the little food truck? Give something at the end of the month, last day, 31st, we're going to take a food truck offering. Amen? Oh, that was weak. You're, you're not convicted. At the end of the month, we're going to help the food truck. Amen? Yeah. Ah, that's good. We'll help the food truck. And, uh, and so we're also going to help Convoy Hope. And the, uh, we need 200 kids adopted at $10 a month. So pray about it. And some things we shouldn't have to pray about, we just jump right in. All right? So we're in the Outlander series on Joshua. Joshua is an outlander. An outlander is a person who doesn't belong. And so he knew he didn't belong in the wilderness. He knew he didn't belong even really on this earth. God had a powerful plan for his life. God has a powerful plan for your life, okay? And so we're going to get into some how-tos today. And you have to, you have to kind of bear with me because we have people uh, that watch online that are in church from all different denominations backgrounds, all right? So we have Catholic and Methodist, we have Presbyterian, Episcopalian, we have Baptist, we have uh, Church of God, we have Pentecostals, we have just this whole variety of people. And so I try to, on a Sunday morning, minister to everybody, okay? So kind of bear with me a little bit because some of the things I'm going to say, you're going to be like, well, I, I have never experienced that. Well, we want you to, but we want you to experience it in the right way, in the right format, okay? And then some will say, well, pastor, they're not like, they're not as aggressive as I am. Well, they, they might not be just by nature or they may not be by training. So we're going to have patience with everybody. We're going to walk with everybody and work with everybody and talk to everybody. And, but we want you to grow spiritually. That's the bottom line. Because if you're in Christ, you're a bit of an outlander. You don't really belong here because your final destination is heaven, okay? And then God's going to come back through Jesus and set up a new kingdom, a new heaven and a new earth, and it's going to be almost like Eden all over again. And so there's a lot in Scripture that we're not going to be able to break down today, but I want to tell you, we're going to, we're going to minister to the whole 180 degrees. If you love Jesus... If you're a Christ follower, we're all on the same team, all right? We're in this together, and so we'll, we'll figure out what that transfer of anointing really is and, and what it means, okay? And Janie had talked about uh, her father's guitar. I think we have a picture of him playing it. I showed it last week. I want to show it again. We had a split screen, but that's Janie's father playing the guitar just this past Father's Day, June, I think, the 16th, okay? He's playing. Now give me the one. There's Drew playing the guitar. I think just last week. And so it's, 
that's a type and shadow. That's a symbolism, but at the same time, there's some real true uh, anointing transference there. And so if you're a parent or if you're a believer and maybe you're like, you've not been taught that transfer of anointing, I'm going to teach you the transfer of anointing today. It makes you a bit of an outlander because there's an anointing. Now remember this, and I want to, full disclosure, is that you are anointed to do a work for God so that God gets the glory. This is important because sometimes people don't know how to handle the anointing and then they inherit, they don't mean to, but they, they start to grab some of that anointing and some of that glory that's meant for God. God is a jealous God and he wants all the glory. He wants it because he wants to use us. And so he uses vessels who are humble who walk in purity, who walk in obedience, and, and he wants to pour that out. And then he uses people that want to start food trucks. He uses people that want to adopt uh, sponsor kids in Haiti. He uses people that, that want to just start a Bible study or a, a small group. He uses people that uh, are like me, that will never I will never be able to sing on the worship team. And I'm the pastor of the church. And the worship leader won't let me sing on the worship team. It's like, why? Well, it's not my gifting. It's not definitely not my talent. And I'm not anointed in that area, okay? There's other areas that I'm anointed in. And so you'll never see me on the platform singing unless I'm back here with my mic off. Because they make sure, and if I don't have it off, then they mute me at the soundboard. Okay, and so we have to make sure that our giftings and our talents line up with our anointing or our anointing lines up with our giftings and our talents. So Joshua was an outlander, all right? He didn't belong. You don't belong if you're in Christ. If you're a Christ follower, now, again, take the just of it. The just of it is this. I don't belong because I wasn't meant for this, but, but I'm meant for this in Christ because I can use my anointing to help reach other people for Jesus. That's, that's, the, that's the, the crux of this message. And so let's go to Numbers 27, 15 through 21. Moses spoke to the Lord saying... Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, appoint a man over the congregation who shall go out before them and come in before them, who shall lead them out and bring them in. And if the congregation of the Lord may not be as a sheep that have no shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the spirit, and lay your hand on him. Make him stand before Eleazar the priest and, shall, and all the congregation. You shall commission him in their sight. You shall invest him with some of your authority that all the congregation of the people of Israel may obey. And he shall stand before Eleazar the priest who shall inquire for him by the judgment of the Urim before the Lord. At his word they shall go out, as word they shall come in, both he and all the people of Israel with him, the whole congregation. Let's pray. Father, open our hearts, Lord, to understand how this anointing works and how it's transferred uh, to each of us, Lord, through you and through your work and through your word. Open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears, Lord, that we can, Grace Church, in this community can be soldiers for you that go out and reach the lost. Those watching online in their communities, Lord, can go out and reach the lost, share the good news, and love people. In Jesus' name we pray, and the church said, amen. And so we see here in Scripture on how God 
wants Moses to transfer the anointing to Joshua because Moses is going to be pulled out. Moses is going to die. He can't uh, enter into the promised land, although he sees the land of Canaan, the promised land, which later becomes Israel in Jerusalem, okay? And so this was always God's plan should man fall. God's plan was for Eden to be inhabited through Adam and Eve and probably further population, and then the earth would be the fullness of God's glory. Man fell to sin, therefore we're born into sin, so we need a Redeemer, Jesus Christ. When we accept Christ as our Redeemer and we become Christ's followers, we have access to certain things, like we can go to the throne room of grace in the name of Jesus, okay? His blood covers us of our sins. And so there's these many wonderful things that God gives us access to because of Jesus Christ. One of them is the anointing, and we'll talk about the anointing. There's been transfer of anointings throughout the Scripture that make that gives us an example. For one, uh, there was the, the anointing on Saul to be the king. God suggested to Samuel that there shouldn't be any kings. There should always be judges in the earth to help uh, judge the people right from wrong and their punishment and so forth. But God said there shouldn't be any kings. I'm the king. And so, but the people cried out, so God gave him Saul and anointed him to be king. Well, then Saul walked in disobedience in 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter. Samuel said, uh, it's better to obey than to have sacrifice. And the Bible says God actually repented that he made Saul king. So he said, Samuel, go to Jesse's house. And he has eight boys and name one of them king. I'll show you, I'll tell you which one. So the seven boys come through. You know the story. The eighth one, David, is in the field. He's not even invited to the party. And Samuel said, is this all your boys? Well, there is one more. He bring them in. And all of a sudden, right then and there, Samuel knew David was going to be anointed to be king. And so he lays his hand on him, and the Bible says the spirit, the anointing, left Saul and jumped onto David. There's a transfer of anointing there in this particular case because of Saul's lack of obedience. When someone's not obedient to God, even though they might be anointed, that anointing can leave them because of their disobedience to God. This is why we don't serve and love God for fear of him. We serve and love God for honor to him so that he continues to use us in our anointing. And then through humility, we give him all glory, honor, and praise. Amen? That's important. So then Elijah was anointed, seven miracles. I mean, the man didn't die. A chariot of fire came down and got him and took him up to heaven, and he knew it was going to happen. And Elisha, his, his servant, his, uh, his, the, men, the one he was mentoring, he said, hey, when you leave this earth, first of all, I'm going to be sad, but second of all, I want your anointing. I, I want your cloak. Oh, I want the, whatever. And so Elijah says, when you see me leave and you pick up my cloak, you'll have it. And then Elisha got a little greedy and said, not only do I want your anointing, I want a double portion. It's okay, church, to ask for a double portion of God's work in your life sometimes. 
Some of you have uh, lost loved ones, okay, like Janie. And we know in, in this room, people, and your parents or your grandparents were heavily anointed. Like, they're like, man, they, they wrote the book on the anointing. You watched them, and they were just, they would drip with anointing. In fact, I have some friends in service here today, and, and uh, the one really likes my teaching. Ah, oh, man, I love your teaching, Pastor Mark, you're so good. And the other one is like, I love your teaching, but I really want to hear your son preach. Like, like. He really, he's energetic, and, and it's just the anointing, all right? It's like, well, you're going to hear him preach. It's in November, and I'm not going to tell you it's Sunday. You'll just have to come to every Sunday in November. So that's, that's the tease. You want to hear Margaret's preach, it's going to be in November. But he is anointed. He's anointed from his grandfather. He's anointed from his great-grandfather. He's anointed from his great-great-grandmother, just like Drew is anointed from his mother and from his grandfather and great-grandfather. There's an anointing that takes place, and you can't, you can't hide the anointing. You, like, you can't, it's just, there's just an anointing on there, and, and that's what happens. So there, this, this anointing takes place, and you know that. You see it, and now we can ask for that double portion. It's okay to have a double portion. Uh, God transferred the anointing to Jesus. When he left heaven, he became the only begotten son of God, which means he, he became in an earth suit to perform his duties on earth. The Bible said he grew daily in wisdom and favor of the Lord. That's the anointing, that favor. And so when you have the anointing on your life, you also have God's favor on your life. There's, there's this anointing. Now, again, you have to respect the anointing. You have to honor the anointing with humility. There are people uh, in the world today and in, the, in days gone by that have used the anointing for their uh, financial gain or for their egotistical gain or for certain uh, ministry benefits or whatever. And I would say that's something they have to answer for on the other side, okay? Uh, I'm not going to judge them or pretend to uh, be Jesus or the Holy Spirit to them, but if if you accept the anointing today and operate in the anointing, you'll grow in it. Remember this, and these are key words. Don't ever lose these. Always give God the glory, the honor, the praise, and the thanksgiving for how he uses you because it's not you, it's God in you. It's Christ in you. It's that ministry that God uses. And so we see that Elijah and Elijah, we see Jesus. In fact, uh, Paul said in Galatians, I think it's the third chapter, we studied it recently, that uh, James, Jesus' brother, and Peter, obviously the disciple Cephas, and John, the beloved, extended the right hand of fellowship to uh, Paul. And what were they doing? They were recognizing that he was anointed and accepted of God to preach the good news and wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So again, it's important, and this is, I think, a key to the scripture in Matthew that says, uh, where two or three gather together and ask for anything in his name, he will do it. Or two or three are together in his name, he's in the middle of us. There's an anointing that comes when we gather together. This is the importance of church on a Sunday morning. 
We're, we're in this together. We're, we're walking together. So I'm going to quickly go through four words that you can write down that make you hopefully understand what the anointing is about. First of all, it's the word spirit. All right, and we see it. We don't have to put them up, Kurt, on the, on the verses. But in the 18th verse, we talk about, uh, the Bible talks about grabbing someone of like spirit. This is important. Even you see it on sports teams. There's a, there's a, there's a spirit of unity there, okay, for successful companies, for successful businesses, for successful sports teams, for successful families. There's a spirit of unity. God tells Moses, grab someone of the same spirit. It's Joshua. Why? Because Joshua was being mentored by Moses. He even seen some of the things that Moses didn't do right. The Bible says, and this is where we grab a hold of the anointing, that the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead now lies within us as we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. So if I'm a Christ follower, it doesn't matter my denominational background. I love Jesus. And Jesus can use me and he can anoint me because he wants to. Because now we're of the same spirit. This makes us that adoption. We're adopted in. We're, we're, we're joint heirs with Christ. That's important because it's not just, okay, I don't have to worry about hell now. I think I've got heaven taken care of. It's, wait a second, this presence of God now dwells within me. Are you kidding me? You are a power-packed follower of the Almighty One. He calls you a son and a daughter. In fact, he empowers you like if you were the oldest son. The oldest son in the, New, in the Old Testament, they got all the blessing. Marcus, you're saying amen on that deal. Oldest son gets all the blessing. They get it all. Well, it's not New Testament. New Testament, now we share the wealth a little bit. Not that there's a lot of wealth. I hope you're not too disappointed. But, but we, we know that when God says sons, he makes you sons, even the daughters become sons for the inheritance, for the anointing, for the favor, okay? And so you're, it's not gender bias. It's just simply saying, all right, I, I, no matter how young or old, no matter if you're a female or male, you have a right to the authority of the anointing that God has because why? Your spirit lines up with his spirit. And then the, you get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And some of us will speak in a different prayer language. Some people choose not to. But you're full of the Holy Spirit. And now the Holy Spirit operates in that anointing for you, okay? So after the anointing, then comes the commission. Verse 19 shares that. He says, we need you to commission them. Now, here's what we are is we're all commissioned officers, you, you've been commissioned by the king to operate on his behalf. You've been commissioned to the, by the king to go uh, talk to your neighbors about Jesus. You've been commissioned by the king to talk to your coworkers about Jesus. You've been commissioned by the king to raise your family uh, under the fear and admonition of the Lord, to bring them to church, to take them to Sunday school or children's church, to, to, to raise them up, to, to do the right thing. You've been commissioned. There's two words that we use in scriptures that people think are interchangeable, but they're actually quite different. One is apostle and one is disciple. And the apostles were apostles of Christ, but they were also disciples of Christ. In fact, you're a disciple before you become an apostle. The, the, the word apostle means sent one. The word disciple means one that comes. 
And so first of all, we come to Christ, we become a disciple of Christ, and now we're learning from him. This is why we come to church, or we join a small group, or we have a Bible study. And after the first of the year, we're going to do a lot more uh, with different teachings within the church, within the realm of the church. We're going to commission people today, but we're also going to have more training and more teaching. We don't, here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to say, go pray, but not teach you how to pray. Go win somebody, but not teach you how to win somebody. Go worship, but not really teach you how to worship if you're new in Christ. We want to teach that. So uh, Moses is told by God, now commission Joshua. And I feel like this is what we're going to do today. We did it in the first service. We'll do, we're going to commission you to be, first of all, disciples. If you're in Christ, you need to come on a weekly basis. You need to come to the Word on a daily basis and ask God to teach you and to train you. But then as apostles, you need to go and become the voice of God to people that don't know Him. You need to lay your hands on the sick so they can be re- healed and recovered. You need to, you need to, uh, you need to have faith in God with a boldness. It could be a quiet boldness, but with a boldness that says, wait a second, I can pray. The Bible says, God said, I can pray and those people will be healed. I'm going to pray and let them be healed in Jesus' name. All we have to do is do the work. All the answers are on God, right? So it's not, you don't have to do the miracle. You can't do the miracle, nor should you take credit for the miracle. You are all commissioned of God to be apostles and to be disciples. Discipleship comes. We're growing. We're learning daily. We're we're learning weekly, monthly. We're learning about being better soldiers for for Christ so that we can be apostles and go out amongst people. Pastor, I, I just don't know that much about the Bible. Let's start here. Start now. Start today. Read a verse tomorrow, or read a chapter, or read a book. How, what, however it looks, just start a plan. Janie and I do a devotion nearly every single day. We pray for the church. We've been commissioned, but we've taken that commission upon ourselves. The anointing comes with the Spirit and with the commission, all right? The anointing, like, it's not doing me any good if I have this great Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God in my life, but I don't do anything with it. I've never understood the guy who parks a brand new car in his garage and never drives it. I want to drive that car. I had a white Jeep we bought back in uh, Iowa before we moved here. And, and uh, it was, at the time, it was just a beautiful brand new Jeep. And I'd washed it up and cleaned it every weekend. And one day I was, it was raining out and I didn't want to take it out. And, you know, it was, I didn't want to get it muddy or dirty. That's what Jeeps are for. Jeeps are for to get muddy and get dirty and drive through mud and just, and, and have fun in the snow with them. That's what, now a quarter inch snow in North Carolina, it's, you, you don't even need a front wheel drive. You could just go out and go to the store. There still won't be any milk there or, or bread because people have eaten it all up and they don't, you know. But the Lord showed me, he said, you, you've got this great Jeep. You need to drive it. Lord, I don't want to mess it up. And he said, that's how people are with the Holy Spirit. I've given them the gift of the Holy Spirit to use, and they're almost a little selfish with him. They don't want to use him. They don't want to trust God. They don't want to. So you've been commissioned to trust God. And then the third word is authority. And so we have the Spirit commissions us with authority. 
the same authority that Jesus had. So Jesus, before he left earth, gave us this authority. He said, all power and authority are given unto me. And you could read the parenthetical sentence there. And such then I give to you. He says, go and make disciples. Go be an apostle and go and make disciples so that the disciples can go and make uh, become apostles and they can go make. So we become an outlander because now I've been given this authority. Now, I would say this, sometimes in certain realms, probably more so on the Pentecostal side because we're emotional. We're emotional people. Sometimes it's not a good service unless somebody you know swings from the chandelier or runs around the church three or four times screaming. It may or may not be true, but sometimes that's our vision of Pentecostalism. So, but the, sometimes there's an abuse of authority, okay? And you see that in different uh, businesses or realms. You see it in churches. I think the authority we have to remember is given to us by God. He gives us the authority. We're able to then use that authority for, to, to heal sick people. And, and listen, what I want to do today is if we allow the Holy Spirit to commission us and empower us with authority, then we're all commissioned officers. That transfer of anointing goes to all of us, okay? It's just not a chosen few. Now listen, you can't fault or blame somebody who actually operates in their anointing. You can't fault or blame somebody who actually sees people get healed or work getting done. And please don't criticize or judge them if they maybe don't do it the way you would do it. At least they're doing it. That's important to understand. So although some people are maybe more expressive or emotional, and some people maybe are more quiet or reserved, God made every single one of them. And how they choose to use that anointing, as long as they're using the anointing for God and giving him glory, there's no wrong way. But there needs to be power restored back in the church, right? We have, to, we have to allow God to say, hey, God, would you just use me? I, I want to be used by you. I want to be, I want to, I want to be commissioned. I, and maybe God may, uh, gives you a gift of healing, or maybe he gives you a gift of faith, or maybe he gives you a gift of boldness, and you just start knocking on doors and inviting people to church. or maybe he gives, and, don't, and don't say he won't do that, because the second you say he won't do that, he will do that. The very second you say, well, that's not my gifting, yeah, it will be in a minute. That God will come down and say, wow. But Janie said, I'm not marrying a uh, preacher. I'm going to marry this Catholic boy, and I guarantee you he'll never preach and he'll never be a pastor. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> so never say never. Just accept the anointing that God has for you. Except, come on back, worship team. Just accept the fact that God is going to anoint you, and then when he anoints you, he gives you this authority, and it looks like favor, and if we're not careful, sometimes our ego will grow. See, the enemy will enter in and say, wow, that was really you. That was like, man, good, good job. God, way, way, to, way to go. Good, good message, good preaching, good worship. Good, well, man, you, you prayed and that, that person fell out underneath the Holy Spirit and they were down for you know, 15 minutes and all these things will come to mind. You have to rebuke that 
personally and say, wait a second, it's not me, it's God. God did, a, and, and not false humility. You have to have true humility that says, wait a second, no, 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 no. That is not, that is not my gifting, that is not me. If it happened, it was 100% God and the Holy Spirit, amen. Because the last word then is stand, and I want you to stand with me today. He, Moses told, uh, was told by God to have Joshua stand before Eleazar the priest, okay? And just type in symbol, uh, symbol, I would be a type of priest today. I'm not saying I'm a priest or a high priest. I'm not saying I'm Eleazar. I'm just saying in type and symbol, if we're praying for the anointing, which I want all of you to have, uh, because first of all, the anointing, and you might say, Pastor, if I have the anointing, why? Is life being so difficult because you're anointing because you're anointed of God the, the enemy doesn't want you to be anointed he's okay if you passively go through life and just kind of be he doesn't want you being the oracles of God. He doesn't want you being the hands and feet of God. He doesn't want you sharing truth about God. He doesn't want you praying for people. He doesn't want you praying for the sick and watching them be healed, which if you are of the spirit of God, commissioned of God, with the authority of God, you will see. People will walk in your path, and all of a sudden, God will give you something in your heart. You might have a word for them. You might have a prayer for them. You might, they might think you're just kind of out of it until you start saying, wait a second, here's what God's telling me. And all of a sudden, it starts to bear witness, and God can be glorified because you, he put you in the right path to somebody else. So we're standing today, and here's what I want you to do. If, and I want you to close your eyes for a second. If you want to be used by God, if you want to be commissioned by God, if you want the authority of God in your life, the anointing of God in your life, I want you to raise both hands right now, just kind of in a worship atmosphere. Hands all across the building. Thank you, God, that we can be used by you, anointed by you, authorized by you to do your work. And it could be a food trip. It could, be a, it could be a prison ministry. It could be a men's ministry. It can be a Bible study, a small group. It could be preaching to thousands or even millions. We're not going to limit you, God. I want to pray for those that have their hands up right here and right now. Lord, would you commission them? They're, they're Christ followers, so your spirit's already in them. And Lord, give them the authority, the anointing to do the things you call them to do. Lord, lay it on their heart in their prayer time. Lord, let them be patient with it if they need to be so that you can train them to be disciples and then apostles. Father, I speak right now to every person here that's raised their hands. Lord, would you commission them by the power of God? Would you give them the authority? Lord, if it's laying hands on the sick, if it's speaking good news, goodwill. Father, Lord, if it's doing good deeds, Lord, would you give them the anointing, Father, Lord, just to understand the power of God that they have access to as they walk it out as souls of yours. Jesus, you said to occupy until we until you come. That's a military term that we are to advance the kingdom of God. Bless them, Father, I pray. Lord, thank you for the willing hearts and vessels here, right here and right now. Now look at me for a second. Janie's going to, the team's going to sing a song about the Holy Spirit. I want you to sing that song as a prayer that the Holy Spirit will just infiltrate your life, flood your spirit and you would be the anointed vessel that God wants you to be.
many of you want to be used by God to do what he has called you to do? Amen. How many of us want that today? Well, I mean, I received that as well. I want that. I know that for me, I want to be used by God to do what he has called me to do, whatever that is. And it looks different for every person here, as you mentioned, Pastor. But I'm not always smart enough, and I'm not always eloquent enough. I'm not influential enough to do necessarily what God has called me to do. But I'm going to try, and I'm going to be humble, and I'm going to obey, and I'm going to do everything I can. But still, I know that that's not necessarily enough. But the Bible says there are things that we can do that are not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. Amen? And so, when the Spirit is applied, when the Holy Spirit comes in and, and He does the work that He can do, and He just uses you as a willing vessel, that's what the anointing is. The anointing is simply, it's not hitting a high note, although you are anointed. And it's not doing what all of these, what pastor did. That, that's, that's talent and that's gifting and that's ability. But when the anointing comes on, it takes your gifting, it takes your talent, it takes your ability, and it does more than you could ever possibly do. And so if you feel like you're not great example of this, I just want to show this real quick, would be one of, uh, Pastor Papa, you're one of my heroes, and Grandpa, and my, a lot of heroes, but, but Billy Graham is one of my heroes, and if you listen to what he says, it is so simple, it's not that profound, but how did he make such a big impact? It's because he was obedient, and he was humble, and he was anointed. He literally just God did this. I've, I've, in a much smaller sense, I have stood on platforms and I have preached and people have come up afterwards saying, wow, God used that in such an incredible way. And Charity would agree and she would say, you know, it wasn't really that good <laughs> what you said, but it was anointed. Amen. So if you want to be used by God, I know you already raised your hands. I know you already received this message from Pastor, but I just want to impart one more time uh, a prayer uh, of an anointing over you and a prayer of blessing as we close this service. Just raise your hands one more time as I bless you in Jesus' name and ask for the Spirit of God. Lord, you said that in the last days you would pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, that our sons and daughters would prophesy, that our old men and women would dream dreams. Lord, so we pray today for a fresh anointing. Lord, we are willing to be obedient, to be humble, to be used by you, to do what you have called us to do in the workplace, in the marketplace, in ministry, in church, in our families, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, wherever it is that you are calling us to go, we say, Lord, here we are. We will go for you. But Lord, we know that we are not enough in our own strength, but with the Spirit of God, the anointing of God upon us, Lord, we pray that you would break through every chain. We pray that you would break through everything that might be hindering us and stopping us. Lord, that in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that you would go before us, that you'd fill us up with your power and with your strength, and that you would have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week. Make sure you get your t-shirt before you go. We'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give. 
or by downloading the app and select Give. We can't wait to see you next week.